Welcome to the Lamaze podcast, where we chat all things pregnancy, childbirth, and the postpartum experience. Lamaze International is a global group committed to supporting families from pregnancy to parenthood. This podcast is an extension of our passion, which has been educating and journeying alongside families for over 60 years. Lamaze is more than just breathing, and today's podcast will explore and hopefully help educate you in how to advocate for healthy pregnancy, safe birth, and early parenting through evidence-based education. So let's get started. Um, my name is Joyce Scow, and I've been a Lamaze certified childbirth educator for the last three years. And I'm also a doula in the um, South Jersey and Philadelphia area. I have with me today uh, a couple who I served as their doula a year and a half ago, Alyssa and Bob Ayero, and they are gonna take us through the second part of their their VBAC story um, for the birth of their son, Leo. So welcome to both of you. And um, Bob, if you wanna just give us a brief recap of what happened for those who did not catch yet the previous episode. Um, so long story short, we went to our first hospital. Um, there was a snowstorm, so we kind of went, she was laboring, we went a little bit earlier than we probably would have because there was a lot of snow coming down. We didn't wanna get stuck at the house. And we were there for about seven hours or so. Um, Alyssa was, my wife, Alyssa was progressing. It seemed to be going smoothly, but the nurse kept coming in. The, they kept saying, they kept trying to, you know, do cervical exams and, you know, asking us if we wanted to take Pitocin and all these different things. And this was all against our birth plans, which we explained in the, in the last episode. And, you know, after, after kind of saying no, a bunch of times we had a nurse, rudely come in and this was kind of the highlight of the first part of the story that she said it's time to shit or get off the pot we neither need to break your bag or give you pitocin at which point as the advocate i asked the nurse to leave the room my wife and i talked about it um i called an OBGYN um that i that i knew that had been helping us through the pregnancy to ask what her opinion was on it uh joy you know kind of just continued to do what she was doing and encourage us to to follow our plan and to do what whatever we feel is the best thing rather than what they want us to do. And after consulting with everybody, we decided, you know what, we're going to pick up our stuff in the middle of labor, I believe five or six centimeters dilated, and we're going to leave the hospital and go back home in labor. So that is where um, we left off last time. And, uh, it was quite the experience. It was, um, it was exciting, but nerve wracking for both of us. But at the same time, we thought we did the, the right thing. And I think it ended up, we did. Absolutely. Great. Thank you for that. Um, and so now you labored through the night back at your house. We'd gotten there, I think around four thirty, five o'clock at night. And then um, you stayed home until the next morning. So again, using healthy birth practice number two and moving, changing your positions. Um, what was labor like through that night, Alyssa? What do you remember? Um, that night, I was not getting very much rest. I would 
kind of try to switch positions, be on my side. Um, I remember really favoring, I would kind of tuck a pillow underneath me and be like on all fours so that I could try to relax in that position. But obviously that's not a position you can really sleep in. Um, not that I was sleeping anyway, because my contractions were pretty strong at that point. Um, my body just wanted to be up. I wanted to be up on a ball. I wanted to be standing in the shower. Um, but eventually it got to the point where I, I was like, this is it. This is, I can't manage it. Like this is full blown labor. Um, I, I was not getting rest. I wasn't really eating. I felt sick. Um, but I was still, they were still productive contractions. I was still managing to get through them. They were definitely just getting way more intense. And then at what point did you decide it was time to go to the hospital? I believe it was first thing in the morning. It was probably about 5 a.m. Um, so it was probably about 12 hours later, maybe 4 a.m. We decided and that's when we were like, all right, we're going to gear up and get ready to go. Pack, repack the car, kind of get everything together. Um, but it, it just got so intense where I, I didn't, I couldn't imagine being in the car after that point. So that was kind of my deciding factor. Yeah. Yeah. And by this time, the snow had subsided. Correct. Much different from going to the hospital the, the day before. There was um, no longer a whiteout. It was a, a safer drive this time around. <laughs> and how was this hospital experience different? Because we did go to a different hospital and you were under midwifery care at this other hospital. Um, so how was that different for you? Um, this hospital, we went in actually through the emergency room. Um, we had called ahead and told them that I would be coming. When I walked up, they saw me having contractions in the pathway and had a wheelchair waiting for me. Um, took me to a room, got me checked in right away. I got changed through contractions. Um, and I remember kind of after getting checked in, they asked you everything. I sat down and one of the first questions that I asked the nurse was, what's the longest labor that you guys have ever had? And I want to say she said something around 70 plus hours. And that immediately made me feel so much relief because I didn't feel the pressure that you have a 24 hour time limit. You got to get in and out. Yeah. I was like, look, I'm in the right spot. I can, I can relax. I can labor here. They just seemed so much more welcome to my birth plan um, they weren't constantly coming in and trying to do cervical exams. They weren't constantly coming in saying, Hey, you should do Pitocin. Hey, can we break your bag? They just let me labor. And that was the great part. I felt like I could get so much more comfortable at the second hospital. Yeah. And that in turn helped me labor a lot easier. And it was a very nice environment in your room. Can you talk about that too? Like what was how did you make, how did you make that room your room? Like, how did you make your labor space yours? We had the lights down low. They were just, I, I think at one point we had them off maybe in like the bathroom light on. Um, and our, my major thing was music. We brought a speaker and I can still remember all the songs from the playlist that we had playing. Like it was yesterday. Like the songs will bring me back to specific memories and different points in my labor we had the music blasting it helped me get in the zone and that made it feel like home I had my blanket uh I just it, we made it feel cozier it felt like I should be there and then um if you could talk a little bit about health, health, healthy birth practice number three which is bring a doula or friend for continuous support 
Um, and if you could each speak about that, like what was your experience with a doula support with doula support this time around versus your first time around? I felt a lot more confident with the decisions that I was making this time around. Um, everything down to the hospital that we went to, I just, I felt confident because Joy knew the background of this hospital, that there was midwifery care. And I, I felt like that was the right move. She made me feel really happy with each decision that I made. I also saw a big difference in the support that Bob was actually able to give me, which is something that I don't think a lot of people think about when, in, when they think in terms of having a doula. She was actually able to go get food at some points for Bob or let him kind of take a break. And she could still be there with me, putting constant pressure on my back, helping me move around, giving me suggestions on, on different positions that I could maybe try that could help. Um, and Bob could go walk and update my family or go out. And at one point, I think he went home or went and I don't know, called my son and just no, I made, went to Wawa. Oh, he went to Wawa. He went to go get food, which he obviously he needs to eat during these 60 hours, whatever it was like yeah. it, it, the doula is support, not only for the laboring mother, but also for the partner. And I don't think people really get that aspect, but in turn, it let him support me so much more. And he was constantly there to just talk me through it. And when it really came down to it, when it came down time to push and all of that, I had his full 100% attention. He was well rested. He had eaten. He could really be there for the the newborn stage, soaking up those moments because Joy was there to give him rest and to make sure he was eating as well. So that made a major difference the second time around as well. Yeah, I think it definitely helped that I got to rest a little bit. I mean, you know, God bless my wife who, who didn't really get to rest <laughs> as much. But um, having Joy there was kind of like, you know, I was able to like tag joy in to kind of like take more of the, the, the responsibility and, and helping Alyssa. And then, you know, I would, I would sleep for a half hour, an hour, and then I would come back and I'd be right back in it. Um, so that, that was just a huge help. And honestly, just having that, that person there to give us the confidence that, you know, we were doing everything right. And to give us new suggestions for different positions she could labor in and things like that, that really helped a lot. Um, but at it, that point in my labor, I don't think it would have done me mentally any good to be alone at any point. So it was really nice that Bob could still go get food and go rest and all of that. And I still had someone that I fully trusted there with me just in case something were to happen or if I needed to make a decision. That just gave me the confidence that I needed to really stay calm and keep having really, really progressive contractions. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think, um, I think the same thing. I, th I feel like, well, in my mind, when I think back on your experience together, I just, I just remember the two of you dancing so much. I just remember you holding each other and dancing and, um, and so much of your birth experience makes me think of connection that it was a lot, there were a lot of like very intimate moments between the two of you. And I, um, and we were talking about this before that it, I think so many people don't know about that aspect of labor and that, yes, this is hard and this is going to challenge you and push you in ways that you've never been pushed before, but it's purposeful and that there's, there's something happening between the two of you. There's something happening, Alyssa, for you 
as the person going through this experience of labor, like you're, you are literally transforming personally and as, as a partnership, you know, um, as a couple for the two of you. So what are the moments, I guess, that stand out in your mind for building like intimacy between the two of you? So this is why I say that I remember my labor as being romantic because we really did dance basically the whole time. For some reason that the standing up and kind of leaning into Bob and putting my weight into him and he would have his hands on my back. It just, that really helped me. It, it made me feel relaxed. It made me feel comfortable. I think a lot of it too, is I could kind of shove my head into his neck or his chest and he smells like home and sense of smell is a really big thing for me for making me feel really comfortable and really relaxed. So that majorly helped. Um, but the intimacy part of it was just, incredible. And I tell all of my friends who are about to have babies this, that it's not scary. The pain that you're going through is not the same as if you fall and break your arm. Every single time that you feel pain, you just have to remind yourself like, this is progress. This is you're working towards meeting your baby. And Bobby would talk to me and tell me about our trips in Italy and all these memories that we would make as a family. And he knew exactly how to paint this beautiful picture that could just help me kind of get out of my head when I was really feeling intense pain and kind of distract me. And for some people, it's pictures. For some people, it's it's different mottos that they can kind of say to themselves. For me, that was him painting that picture and having him to be there to smell like home and dancing to songs and like we we literally jammed out from the time that we walked into the first hospital <laughs> until almost the time that Leo came. Yeah, um, it was it was really neat. It, it was truly and honestly a very romantic experience. There's no part of me that looks back and is like, "Man, this was the worst thing ever." No, I would I would repeat that labor process a thousand times over, even with it being as long as it was. Yeah. Even I think about this too, from a a provider standpoint, as much as they see and as much as they go through nurses and and doctors and midwives in the hospitals, when, when you get to walk into a room and feel that atmosphere and witness that, that there's something very special going on, I feel like it takes, you know, it kind of fills you, it takes, it takes some of that load that you're carrying, that emotional load of your job and the work that you do, and you get this moment to just appreciate what's happening at the beginning of life. Um, and I wish, I wish more providers could be in tune to that and, and aware and like absorbing that energy that the two of you had in your, in your birth room together. Um, Bob, anything to add for what you Yeah, It was, it was definitely, um, it was, it was like strangely romantic because I was very attracted to my wife because I saw, like all the work she was putting in. And to me, I was just like, just mesmerized by how amazing it was because, um, you know, I think that the, the, the biggest gift that any woman can give is, is the gift of life and giving birth and just to see all the effort that she was putting in and, um, you know, just how focused she was and determined she was. It was just, you know, I don't want to call it a turn on because that's not what I was thinking at the time, <laughs> but it, but it was, it just made me just love my wife even more um, than I already did um, for giving me, a, she already gave me a healthy child and, you know, for her to be working so hard to get another healthy child safely into the world. It, it was, it was incredible. And also like, it was just, you know, I think 
after that, it just made me even more so than before, just respect just what women have to go through to and how their bodies change and how, you know, the different things that they do, the different movements they make during during labor and th- th- help progress things. It, I, I don't know. It was just kind of eye opening for me. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so in, in mainstream birth debate, we hear a lot of stories that kind of like pit parents against each other based on how they gave birth or how they choose to feed or, um, or sleep. Um, so eventually you chose to get an epidural and what made you decide to use that tool? Um, at that point I was having very intense contractions. Um, no position would help me get comfortable anymore, which clearly I knew it was going to get to a point where it was going to be incredibly intense. But I could tell earlier on, I could tell that every time I had a contraction, there was progress. Mm -hmm. I felt almost like my body was fighting against it. I couldn't feel the progress that I was feeling before where I would be able to think in my head, open, open. I was just like, please, God. I think that's actually what I kept saying was, please, God, please. (laughs) Because it was so intense and I could tell I I physically and mentally was exhausted at that point. Um, I did not want to get an epidural and it's something that Bob went out and talked to them and said, what are her options for this? Where she, he explained the whole scenario last time we were at a new hospital that they, they were not the people that delivered my previous son. So they weren't filled in on all the the details of the last delivery. So he made sure that he went and told them all about that last delivery and the reactions that I had and how that turned out. And that made us make the decision to get the epidural, see if that would kind of let my body relax and then have a little bit more progress. Because at that point, I believe I was stuck at eight centimeters for for a while. So it was kind of our last resort was what could we do to make me relax and get to that final, to that 10 centimeters? Yeah. And it had been a long time at this point. Like now you're approaching 50 hours or yeah. just beyond 50 hours. I think it was just beyond 50 hours. Yeah, I held yeah. it for a while. Yeah. And so, yeah. There, and it's funny, that's what, when, when we talk about this in, in birth education classes, it's not, it's not like you're doing something wrong. If you get an epidural, it's that you get it when you get it, you get it when you know, you need that tool. And so like, that sounds like that was the decision. That was the thought process that you had. Like you, you felt a change in your labor where you couldn't feel the progress anymore. You were too focused on the contraction. And so it was time. Absolutely. And we actually had a moment where I said, I called it. I said, I'm getting an epidural. I I need to rest. And Bob had said, let's take an hour. Let's see if in one hour, if, if you dilate any more and let's see what happens. And that's what we did. And they checked. I didn't dilate anymore. And he looked at me and he's like, that's, that's it. Let's call it. You can go ahead. Like we, we knew that that was the final move and I held out as long as I could. And I wasn't, completely it was, it was, one, it was it. one more intense hour where I was like, I know you told me to do this ahead of time right now. You want to give up. Like, I know that you're like ready to tap out, but you told me during this time to push you further. And I was like, give it one more hour. And you did, and you grinded out for an hour and it was 
very disappointing for both of us, obviously. Mm-hmm. One, nothing progressed, really. I was thinking it was like a little bit, right? Maybe. I don't, I don't even think at all. And then that's when we were like, all right. And then you looked at me like, please. Like, <laughs> you looked at me like, please, please let this be it. And I was like, all right, let's do the epidural. And then. We used it more as a tool, though, than as like a purely comfort measure. And I think that's what really benefited me. Because I was able to progress so much in that long span of labor. And I do truly believe that if I had gotten an epidural way earlier on, that I would not have had gravity and all those different positions and all the standing up and the dancing to help move things along to that point. Yeah. And all those moments of connection. like Absolutely. So what do you remember about second stage, about um, pushing? That is one of my favorite memories Um, when they came in. So essentially I got the epidural. I actually was able to sleep and rest, which was incredible. And then they came in, they checked your 10 centimeters. Let's go, let's push. And I was like, no way. That was it. I followed my gut instincts and that is exactly what we, what we needed and got me to that point. Um, That rest also was 1000% a lifesaver for me because I'm not sure if I wouldn't have had rest if I would be able to successfully push. I pushed for one hour and I think that if I would not have gotten that rest that the epidural gave me, that it probably would have taken a lot longer. I probably would have been a lot weaker. Um, Pushing was intense. Um, I still felt the pressure. I still felt the ring of fire, all of that. Um, I remember them saying, or Bobby saying that he has hair and I got to reach down and feel it, which was super important to me. I had had heartburn the whole pregnancy and I was so excited. And I, in my head, I'm like, he's right there. I'm going to meet this baby. Um, I also remember them saying that they couldn't find his heartbeat, I guess, in normal span of pushing, they kind of lose the heart rate on the monitor a little bit. But to me, I kind of wasn't fully cognizant to everything around me. So all I heard was they can't find his heartbeat. So in my head, I'm like, push as hard as you can get this baby out. And they would count me down. And I remember tuning in on Joy's voice. And just there were probably four people in the room, I think. And I just tried to tune in on Joy and follow her direction and not everybody else's to keep me focused and keep me calm. Um, and then I got to push out my sweet baby boy and have him on my chest. And it was the best feeling in the entire world. There's nothing that compares to that, that, that feeling of joy and pride and seeing him. It was absolutely incredible. Bob, anything to add from your perspective of watching that part, that part of labor? Again, it was just like pure pride. I mean, you see her like. I've seen her lift weights. She's, she squats, she lifts in our basement and stuff. And, you know, she's a very competitive person and she was like pushing the baby out. Like it was like a competition. <laughs> she was like at the finish line about to, you know, beat her personal record because you're not competing against anyone, but yourself really about to beat, beat her personal record and was just sprinting to that finish line where she just wanted to get through it and, and, and accomplish her goal. And, for me to see her 
accomplish her goal and, and, and get to the end and, and deliver, uh, our son was, was an incredible experience. I mean, again, it was the birth of my second son. It was incredible for me, but for, for her, that was, that was her moment. And I was really glad I got to witness her, you know, accomplish her goal and, and, and be there for it. Yeah. Such a difference from the first experience, this one you really claimed. Yeah. And I, the greatest part is I remember every single detail. I remember the feelings that I felt when I was in labor. I remember the feelings that I felt when I was pushing him out. I might not remember the times because you are in the zone and it is a total, it's almost like a mind trip when you're in labor. It's, it's crazy. It is a different, almost out of body experience. Um, and so it's pushing and meeting your sweet little baby, but it, I love that I can remember all the details of it. The, the way that he smelled like little new baby is so sweet and sugary and his little cries and the way that his hair was curled and stuck to his head. Just it's that feeling of accomplishment of being like, this is what I was made for. And now I can have so many more babies. <laughs> I was just so happy. My bond with him too is almost different. I just feel he's he's my dude. My older son is also my dude, but he is truly a dad-ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just neat. And to have him on my chest, nothing, nothing even comes close to that. A, a new little baby right on your chest right when they're out. It, it was really cool. Yes. And keeping the two of you together right away, right from the beginning. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and to do that all with a V as a V back um, and believing in yourself that whole way and following your instincts and, and letting, letting labor take its time um, because you can't, you can't force it as you saw um, and as you felt. And so like, yeah, I really commend you for that just going the actual distance with that labor 59 hours and, and bringing him here. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to witness. Um, and then what about your postpartum recovery this time around? If you could both talk on that experience. Postpartum was an absolute world of difference. Um, with my first son, we were in the hospital for four days. Um, we had, he had jaundice and I had a bladder complication. So we had to stay like an extra day. Um, this time around, we were out of the hospital in 24 hours. I got to go home and watch my two boys meet. And it was incredible to see them meet so soon after, obviously, because of all the COVID stuff, there were some restrictions. My first son couldn't come to the hospital and all that, but, um, we still got to go home in 24 hours, which was great. I was up walking around um, after my first birth, I wasn't really up and walking around for probably 12 hours, I want to say. And even then it was really difficult. Um, it took me weeks to really be going up and down the stairs comfortably and leaning over the crib and all of that. This time I, I started working out at like four weeks, not heavy working out obviously, but walking kind of feeling like myself again. Um, it, it just was so much different because I was only recovering from labor, not labor and a major surgery. And I think that made a huge impact mentally. Also, I didn't have the feelings of shame that I had the first time around. Um, it does make me sad for 
my first son that like I didn't get to have that like fully joyful experience. Obviously, I was so, so happy, but it was just kind of, I don't know, dwindled by like we had this crazy traumatic experience and I wish I didn't have that. But the second time around, full joy, all happiness and getting to see the two boys and run around with my toddler and both of them together. We were out going for walks like four days later, going to the little gym. It was awesome. Physically and mentally, a world of difference. Bob, from your perspective? Postpartum, I mean, it was, I would say just like, just total happiness for what she accomplished. Not, you know, not feeling like she wasn't a woman or she didn't do what her job was supposed to be just like all of the two years of just feeling like she didn't uh, you know reach her goal and deliver her first son the way she wanted to completely wiped away um it was truly healing yeah, it really healing. was yeah that's the best healing is probably the best i used to look at my c-section scar and just feel so ashamed and now because i've had a VBAC, I look at it and I'm like, I am so proud and I am so happy almost that I had that experience because it made me appreciate my vaginal birth so much more. I'm able to have both experiences and two beautiful baby boys out of it. And it, it really healed me. It healed me as a mother. It healed me as a woman. It healed me as a wife. I feel like I am just, I carry myself with so much more confidence now because of this experience what a beautiful message to, to like say to the audience. I feel like that's so beneficial for, uh, VBAC moms, for, um, first time parents, um, to hear that that's what this can, can do for you. That again, like, yes, it's going to challenge you in ways you've never been challenged, but you're going to, you're going to come out different. Mm -hmm. Um, so looking back, what impact did this experience, if any, have on your relationship for the two of you? It made us work. It made us realize how much we work as a team and how efficiently we work as a team. Um, it made us fall more in love. It, it, which is so, again, it sounds so weird to say, but after that, our connection was just incredible. The, the feelings that we have for each other and the pride that we have for each other as a mother and a father and as a husband and a wife, it's, there's, it's unmatched and, it just keeps growing our love for each other. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I have like, I tell the story all the time about, except I have like a, I have like a short version and like a medium version. And this is like, really long. This is like the long format (laughs) version, but you know, I I tell it all the time because I'm like so proud of it. It's like, you know, it'd be like, you know, if my kid hit a a home run to win the baseball game or something like that, you know, I'm just like, I always tell the story and I'm, I'm just glad we overcome overcame the adversity that we faced um, during the entire process. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of my wife. I'm I'm proud of myself for not losing, you know, blowing a gasket when (laughs) the first hospital and, uh, you know, not to, to hype up joy too much, but honestly, she was a big part of the process. (laughs) And I kind of thought, you know, the doula thing was going to be, you know, some hippy dippy, you know, light some incense. He was and a skeptic. I was a huge skeptic <laughs> thinking like, oh, I don't need some woman that I don't know in the room. And now I'm like, I'm having, you Joy's know, we're, gonna we're gonna, she's going to be at every birth. I mean, yep. like literally because I'm like, 
I tell everybody now, like it, it's, it's not like it's some huge expensive bill to have her there. It's very reasonably priced. This isn't a sales pitch for joy either. This is, this, this, I'm a salesperson. This is actually how I feel. I buy, if I believe in a service, I have no problem uh, paying for it and, you know, getting that service. And I will say that it was worth every penny. And um, it was, it was huge to have that support person there to just give me guidance. It gave us the ability to truly focus on one another. Yeah. And I think that's why we had the experience that we had Yeah, for sure. the romantic intimate aspect of it. Um, and the whole thing really made me appreciate my husband's kind of, what were you calling it? Outspoken ways where he he'll tell you how it is and he's very blunt and he doesn't mind kind of putting up a fuss to get what he wants. And I'm, very quiet and not so much like that. And it made me appreciate that part of him so much because without him advocating for what we wanted and what my goal was, it would have been so difficult for me single-handedly to obtain the V back. I would have gotten pressured and he, he just had his way and made sure that everybody knew exactly what his wife wanted and it it made me appreciate him so much more. Um, it everything about it it made us just every aspect of our lives it really influenced. Even afterwards, even though the postpartum being at home with a newborn, it it felt like it made us work a lot better together. We realized who was better at each portion of childcare and taking the toddler and all that yin and yang is what we figured out. And all the communication that you did, I think the communicating in preparation for this birth experience. Oh yeah. And then during the birth experience, after the birth experience, like, yeah, I think it, it really grounds you as a couple. We've always been big on communication always from the very start of our relationship. But after this, it's like you've, talked about every aspect of parenting and labor and birth that you could have ever talked about and now he's seen everything too so <laughs> yeah, right well thank you both so much for coming on and for sharing this beautiful story um thank and for showing you. through your experience just the the power of advocacy and how much you need to be prepared to advocate in your birth experience um and you did it seamlessly through through many twists and turns through many obstacles and and thank you from the bottom of my heart for having me there it was it was just a beautiful experience i'll never forget it and it will always be very special to me um it taught me so much from about your stamina about your strength and about again like how how beautiful and how fun labor can be despite being long and challenging and, and drawing on you in ways you've never been drawn on before. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you, Joy. And that's the end of our thank show you. today. Thanks, Bob. So thank you for listening today to the Lamaze podcast. Please go to our website, www.lamaze.org to learn more about Lamaze, how to connect to a childbirth educator and class and so many other resources related to pregnancy, childbirth, and parenthood. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Lamaze podcast and give us a five-star review. This will help other families find us in the podcast world. Looking forward to you tuning in next time. For today, I've been your host, Joy Scow. 
Thank you so much for joining us.